Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Hey. I was trying to let you in. I was like, like I saw you. I was just coming back from changing my pee pad because I'm coughing so much. I'm having to like, I'm coughing so much that I'm peeing because I'm old. And so when I pee, when I cough and because of whatever's going on, I'm coughing so much. So I'm like, a lot like ladies you, you feel me right you know what I'm i was gonna say the listeners have to know they there have are to know many people that relate that relate to this and if you don't relate to it yet you will um i mean i didn't even have like i had a c-section so it's not like i even have the excuse of like oh my i don't know my urethra and my badge got stretched out like i don't know why what, what that is about <laughs> but people are like oh i have all these kids you know that's why i pe no i like i had one kid and i had a c-section like it has nothing i don't think it has anything to do with squishing the child out of your vagina it can be hormonal yeah I, I think there's a lot of other factors that are involved but um i just know that when my stress incontinence which i think is the official term for it because <laughs> i don't have bladder leak problems like normally like that's not <laughs> like a thing that happens for me but so I basically do. what you're telling me is for your stocking stuffer or for your extra christmas gift like your small one i need to get you like disposable underwear basically like i mean i i wear like pee pads or i have period underwear that i wear ah. um but which is so funny because I don't get a period and I haven't gotten one in 15 years, but I have period underwear because I pee when I cough <laughs> and sneeze. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, so that's a great way to start off this episode of Thousand Pound Sisters Fat Friday. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to all we'll talk about what happens to you as a woman when you get older and all your bodily fluids come out of parts of your body. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm sick, so I don't know what's happening. I'm a lot worse than I was yesterday when you saw me, Lexi. But and starting to like feel it the rest of my body and not just congested. So I don't know. I'm all hot and cold, and that's all normal for me. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to be sick during Christmas. No, at least you can rest up the next two days, right? Yeah. Well, the kids are coming home tomorrow, and then we're mm -hmm. doing Christmas on Christmas Eve. So like I have like today and tomorrow to finish like getting shit ready. And I still have mm. a couple things that I was going to do today. Um, but I don't know if I can because it's just like my body, like just like getting myself from downstairs to upstairs to record was like a lot for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think so, you should just rest today and get it all tomorrow. Just yeah. take one full day of rest. Might do that. Might do that. Um, binge yeah. watch some shows. Binge watch. Yeah. A lot of binge watching happening lately. Yeah. That's for sure. That's for sure. Um, they've I been playing like... a below deck marathon on Bravo. <laughs> so that's been like my background noise, my like emotional support background noise <laughs> that I've had on in the background while I'm doing, you know, whatever else I'm doing in the house. So, yep. anyway, um, fat Friday, thousand pound sisters. Here we go. I feel like we needed a trigger warning for this episode. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. was like. I don't know. I feel like, really like that if you are being abused, call this hotline support. I feel like there should have been something a little more than there was because you just scratch the surface of some of the things that Michael is saying and what they are saying has been the sort of dynamic between them. And you realize like the financial the narrative the, the financial control, the financial abuse, the all the all of the forms of abuse that are actually happening there it's like yeah there should have been a trigger warning but what i'm 
loving so far about the season we've only had what two episodes they're dealing with shit like there's a lot happening and not yeah, like last season was like filler not filler because Tammy was in rehab but it was a lot of filler you it know it was a lot of non-serious just like this is what they're doing you know a lot of like here's the family getting together and eating gator you know yeah but this like so far like hey let's have some families breaking generations of trump of trauma bonding like <laughs> okay mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you no, know definitely and the fact that amy and tammy are actually physically back together now uh-huh. you know because before they were separate and it was hard to feel that same like dynamic that same energy that they mm-hmm. had in previous episodes right, or seasons right. i should say the whole family um, there together and right and i'm like okay i'm 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 liking this so far yeah same, yeah. same. agree so we're talking about yeah season five episode two fork you i'm done <laughs> and um previously we see again tammy leaving rehab and leaving kayla behind Amy running around with the kids stressed out while Michael's sitting around twiddling his thumbs playing video games and I don't know what else he's doing. Looking and, and the good eye comment, good eye looking at Chris <laughs> comment made by Amanda pushed Amy over the edge to have a breakdown um, due to all of her stresses leading up to that. And so we left off at that big fight that Amy had with Amanda. Um, and we talked about it last week too, how, the family dynamic is such in that they all make fun of each other all the time. Right. And we talked about this last week and this is like the kind of comments that they make to each other. You know, Mm -hmm. they're making fun of Tammy's tray cold or making, you know, they've, they've made fun of Amy's eyes. They've made fun of each other's fat. They, they do all of this, not necessarily that it's healthy, but it, that's that's how they're interact. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And Tammy, Tammy said that, I mean, Amy has made fun of her eyes or her forehead and her teeth and yada, yada. Her forehead, her fat forehead. But her fat forehead has gotten thinner. Yeah, now that she's losing the weight. Yeah, when I saw those flashbacks, I was like, oh my God, it really has gone down. Yeah, her forehead fat. Mm Mm-hmm. Anywho, Chris is taking Tammy to the grocery store. And wants to see where she is mentally after leaving Caleb. Apparently, Tammy had a breakdown crying at the gas station, leaving rehab. Mm-hmm. And Chris didn't want to probe too much and know she didn't want to open up about it. But he knew it was about Caleb. Yeah. I think this was really neat. I liked seeing this dynamic when Chris came over and was like, hey, look, I know this has got to be really hard for you. Having left Caleb there and you're not like tell me about that i appreciate you you know like wow that's really like healthy sibling dynamic relationship where it's not like you know she he's trying to minimize her feelings like we all know that this is not a good decision for her but they're supporting her and support you know they're supporting her emotions and realize that she's you know I feel like he's a lot of times jumped in in the past and been like the reasonable one you know what i mean like the calm and like I don't know. He just seems pretty steady throughout all he seasons. Does. He's there he, for everyone constantly. Yeah. Consistently is the word I'm looking yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're 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 I just I really liked that dynamic that Chris was like, hey, I'm taking the time. I just want to let you know. I hear you. I know this has got to be hard for you. And I love you and support you. And Definitely. I think about how much that must mean to Tammy, you know, especially if she is getting a lot of why did you marry him and what are you doing? You know, which we all say <laughs> we're saying, but as a sibling like he recognized that's what not what she needs she needs sibling love and i think that's great so i agree definitely agree 
And Tammy has, store. yeah, Tammy has a history of repressing feelings and blocking things out, which I think is a part of the reason why um, she is morbidly obese is because she's using food as an escape. So yeah, Chris is kind of trying to get her out of that, right? By like saying like, it's okay if you want to talk to us. Like, yeah, talk to us. Don't bottle it up. up. Right. right. Clearly people have been going to therapy and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we see a great moment of Tammy finally, after she says 15 to 20 years, finally being able to sit in the front seat of the van. How amazing was this scene on so many levels? One was when Chris pulled her, and this is something I noticed on my rewatch of it. I didn't notice it the first time, probably because there was so much going on. You know, there I feel like there was a lot in that to take in. And so I had to watch it a second time to make sure I took everything in. And, and I'd missed this the first time. You know, he's saying, hey, I'm going to try to put you, we're going to try to put you in the front seat. And instead of her freaking out and being like, no, and automatically shutting it down, which is right. norm in the past, she's like, okay, if you think, let's try it. Whereas before, that she is not, done that. yes, that's not, she wouldn't have even that's tried. so true. She would have been just like, no, I'm just going to say, or you go to the store. I'm not going to go. Right. And she was like, okay, I'll try. And, you know, with the idea that she didn't think she was going to fit. And so if she didn't, she would just sit in the back seat like she had. Um, but she did fit in the front seat. And so on so many levels, I loved that scene. And yes. being able to sit in the front seat of a car that you haven't been able to do because you're away for 15 years, like that has not been my experience. So I can't even imagine the the feeling of success that must be for you. Like I can only imagine. And I think that's amazing that she did. Yeah. That. And I broke her smile was so big. Like she looked mm-hmm. so happy sitting in the front seat. And then when she made the comment, you know, you're experiencing every different, everything different from a different point of view. Literally, makes, she's on the front yeah. seat of a car versus the floor of the back seat of the van, you know? Right. And it makes you realize and just kind of take the time out to be like, wait, am I appreciating the things around me? Just sitting in the front seat and being able to see the road clearly or see the trees mm-hmm. clearly. Like basic things that we do on a day-to-day basis and don't even pay attention to is right. something that somebody hasn't been able to really truly take in for 15 to 20 years. Wow. Yeah. 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 It's amazing. And did you see this on the same, the same thing, like same kind of point is um, our friend Wes from 600 pound life. Mm-hmm. He was posting a picture recently. He was getting a pedicure and he yes. hadn't been able to do that in forever because he couldn't fit in this, for, you know, he's recently was able to start driving again, which, you know, was a big deal for him. And then he's now getting a pedicure, which he used to not fit in the seats. And I'm like, that's fucking amazing. Like these things are amazing. These are things that some people take for granted, myself included. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I loved seeing Tammy going, okay, well, we'll try and not freaking out and then actually getting there. It just, it was so good. I was happy. Definitely. Uh, she, Tammy mentions that all of the food and rehab uh, were made by the staff. So she never had to make her own food. Um, so now she has to buy healthy food and make it herself. Which I, I think maybe there was some kind of either through Dr. Smith or through the rehab, um, probably not through the rehab because I feel like that's like a really like they're not going to do this, but like no. a class where they teach you how to shop and cook. Like I'm I don't sure think Dr. That, Smith has to have a nutritionist or something on board. Yeah, would wow. his program, but I don't think the rehab itself would. Yeah, we need to get him on the show. Yeah. Well, he said he would come on. So I know, we and then we fell off. Yeah, there's so many that we have people like lined up to do, and <laughs> we have to just schedule it. Like once we get through like the first week of January, I think we might be able to start the holidays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and so yeah, we see him shopping. 
And afterwards, she's pushing the big cart down to the van with her little footy socks on. I know. And I'm like, look at her. She's so cute. Yeah, like pushing the cart, using the cart as her walker, which I'll be honest, I've done when my ms is like acting up and i'll use the cart as a walker basically yep um, <laughs> my mom I'll does like, it all the time i do yeah i think it's great um built-in walker you know <laughs> um so yeah and her saying like yeah i think the cream cheese wasn't a great idea but you know i'm like if that's the worst thing you're getting you know maybe you know hopefully she got light cream cheese i don't know but still yeah totally compared to how they used to she used to eat that's fantastic i think <laughs> yeah and her well, other, one of the other things she said she's like you know i don't necessarily like healthy but i have to eat it mm-hmm. which is a complete change of her attitude from before whereas i don't like it i'm not going to eat it you yeah, know and do you now remember she knows she, she recognizes that she has to change her eating habits to have the you know healthier life remember when she was ordering all of those like food delivery meals and then she would eat like 20 a day right Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. So I'm glad that she's finally actually cooking for herself. Yeah, yeah. And then we see the free Tammy hats that Amy got the family. I was laughing so hard. I was dying. I love it. The orange and black free Tammy. Instead of free Brittany. I was like, oh my gosh. She's like, I'm already free. Yeah, she's like, I ain't Brittany. I'm already free. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) well amy apologizes how she left the other day with the family arguing to tammy and she said you know she acted like a two-year-old she was just so stressed out and busy in the morning and with tammy coming home but um tammy said she never wanted to be a part of her stress and i was like yeah Yeah, this whole conversation i thought was so healthy like amy apologizing for her you know acting out I mean, I think we all under completely understood why she acted out, you know, for her to take ownership of what she said and did. Like, that's great. She's like, look, I could have handled it better. Yeah. I'm distressed. I don't know what's happening. Right. And, and, um, and, and what was I going to say? <laughs> <laughs> this, this, and, and, and what was Tammy saying? You were in a role. I was. Uh, Tammy said she never wanted to be a part of her stress. That's, oh, yeah. Right, not yeah, a yeah. burden. Yeah. So, like, they have this back and forth about, whether Tammy's a burden or not, right? And t- Tammy's like, I didn't want to be a burden. And Amy's like, no, you're not a burden. Like, I do it because I love you. Like, mm-hmm. this whole exchange, I think, is so important because I think that's such an underlying issue for them that um, because Amy has taken care of her and the responsibility for Tammy has fallen primarily to Amy. And so this feeling like Amy might, I mean, like, yeah, Tammy might be a burden on Amy, I think, was like a conversation that need need definitely needed to happen so they could be they could have it out and be like no 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 you're not a burden yeah you know you know but for them to each recognize that and to talk about it versus just yelling and screaming at each other because these are the underlying feelings and they can't identify them and don't know how to put it into words and stuff which is how they used to roll yeah now they're like these are the feelings this is the underlying reasons why the feelings are there. Let's discuss it. Like, who are these healthy people? Like, I know. What is this healthy emotional dynamic they're having? Definitely. And then Healing I like generations the- of trauma. On, um, <laughs> on Amy's on the fly interview, uh, production was asking her about, I guess, questions about the relationship and whatever. And 
uh, Amy goes, you could murder somebody and I'll still take your side because you are my sister. And then the producer <laughs> was like, uh, really? And Amy was like, no, right, probably she not to be honest with you. She's like, no. yeah, that bitch, <laughs> that bitch murdered somebody. Go to hell. And producer was like, will you help her bury the body? And Amy was like, hell no. Go to call, go call Amanda for that one. <laughs> oh my God. I miss this. I miss the humor. I miss just yes. the back and forth, you know? It's, they just like, they interact. But like, I feel like it so far is their interactions and their playful, like making fun of each other. It only goes so far, right? Before they would take it too far and it would turn into this big, ugly fight because it would turn into these resentments and stuff and now it doesn't do that like they have like the the fun joking but when it gets really serious about like real things they have the conversation about it and i think a lot of it too is tammy's reaction to things because tammy has changed and she is not not as uh reactive or i guess reclusive like she'd pull back and kind of Mm -hmm. i don't know she's talking down she'd completely shut down she'd pulled back She'd shut down emotionally. She shut down everything, right? And um, now she's working with those feelings, you know? You don't, and you eat all these things and you drink all these things and you take all these drugs because you don't want to feel feelings. And now you have to feel them and identify them and deal with them. And that's fucked up. Like, that's hard. (laughs) Really hard to do. It is hard. Can we talk about the uh, charcuterie board? The coochie board? Yeah, <laughs> that, that coochie board ended up looking good. I would have eaten it, right? <laughs> Bend over, it's a good paddle. And then Tammy said, I'm hitting your coochie with the coochie board. Uh, a little Glenn was sitting there laughing, looking so adorable. Yeah, the babies, a baby. Glenn looks exactly like Amy, yeah, which is good since Gage looks exactly like Michael. Exactly. I was like, oh my there. gosh. No winner. <laughs> yeah. Amy, Amy's like, we're not the two ki- fat kids from down the street anymore. Now we're the two fa- fat kids trying to eat healthier. Yeah, which is good. And then, and then we saw the, the, the throwback clip to Tammy putting the whipped cream in the large bowl. Yeah. I did not even recognize the two of them. I couldn't I believe. They like, look so it, different. Yeah. And their oh attitudes and, and stuff just, I mean, it's just, there's so much emotional growth between last season and this season that mm-hmm. there's just so much to catch up on. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, even the big with like the pickles. Yep. Well, we know what her, their preferences are. Um, I like, I, I like all pickles. I much. hate pickles. <laughs> I hate pickles with a passion. I passionately hate pickles. There are like three things in this world. I can't eat blue pickles, cheese. blue cheese. What's the other one? I can't think right now. It's probably so disgusting. I can't even think of it. It'll come. Anyways. It'll come to you because I remember there's another one. Yeah. You know, so you remember me. Yeah, I know that there's another one. You and blue cheese, I know very well. (laughs) Disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) Let's take a break. Katrina's dying over here. We'll take a break while I die. Hey, Fraudcasters. Everyone knows that finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge. I know I've always had problems with it, whether it was the fit or the quality. Luckily, the perfect t-shirt does exist, and you can find it at Skims, the maker of my perfect t-shirt bra. Now I have the perfect t-shirt to go with that bra. From either crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, there's a style for everyone. 
My cotton jersey t-shirt is now a wardrobe staple for me. I reach for it almost every day and the fit is so perfect because it snatches me right in at the waist. I've washed it a million times and it's held its shape really well. It fits like a dream. I absolutely love it. And honestly, you guys, I thought like, okay, this shirt is going to be too small for me and it's not going to fit right and all the bulges are going to show but it doesn't at all. I put it on and it magically stretches to fit me perfectly and it holds all those bulges in. Every little but last bulge that I have is all held in and it looks fantastic. I absolutely love it and it's super, super comfortable and it is, it is one of my new favorite t-shirts. You can shop the Skims t-shirt collection at skims.com, now available in sizes extra, extra small up to 4X. And if you haven't yet, be sure to let them know that we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop down menu. So we're back. So Caleb, we see Caleb in rehab saying he needs to crack down on his weight loss and that he's been missing Tammy. Uh, they've been talking every day, but he's emotionally eating without her there. Mm-hmm. Which he, I think he hasn't the, had the change that she has had. Yeah. And again, I forgot when you mentioned last episode that he found her in rehab and came mm-hmm. to her. So was he really going to rehab to better himself or was he going to rehab to connect with Tammy? I don't know. But right. Um, without her there, he's not. He's like Tammy, What? how Tammy used to be before yeah. Tammy had the aha moment, you know? Before she had her, her moment of clarity, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, everyone is getting ready to go to ha- uh, Tammy's housewarming party. Uh, Amy said that Michael is sick, so he's not coming to the party, sure, which, yeah, which is probably know. better. Honestly, it's better. It's yeah. better that he's just not there because as we see later in the next scene, you know, so there's nothing, right. I mean, there's wasn't really a lot that happened at the party party, right? Like it, it was like set up for the later, like, Hey, let's go to Sam's club later. And then it turned into this, Oh wait, Michael's been like this the whole time. And we didn't know like opening up like seven years of the show that we ha- didn't know this whole aspect was happening behind the scenes. Yeah. Mind blowing that Michael turned, turns out that Michael's been like this the whole time. Anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Well, Amy wants to talk to Amanda to clear the air and she apologizes talking about how her emotions are all over the place. And Amanda says, it's not your problem that, you know, or there's not a problem. And I'm sorry, let me say that again. Amanda said, there's not a problem with admitting that you need help. And that she thinks it's depression, but she needs to get to the root of the problem. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know, and maybe you didn't know either before that Michael didn't work. Did you not know that until no, this episode? No, I didn't know any of this. Like this, so they they bring up that. So we we learn in this next, you know, this whole scene, this this that Michael doesn't work. All he does is play video games. He doesn't do anything with the kids. Um. And he, it's not that he's just sits around looking useless. He's even worse than just sitting around being a useless bump on a log, right? He actually goes further than that and he controls her. Right. She can't go anywhere, do anything without his permission, without her, like her own debit card. He keeps like, there's so much like financial abuse, financial control, all of this stuff. And the thing that I kept saying while I was watching this the first time is how does Michael of all people, Michael, look at this guy, this guy who doesn't work. The best thing about him is that he kept pushing Tammy all those years on the, in the wheelchair. That's the most redeeming thing about him. Which he probably did just because he wanted to be around Amy and control her. Now that right. I look back on it. Right. Cause they had to, to help out. 
because he can't Amy can't go anywhere without him apparently um and and so um he doesn't help he's just a bump on the log right so he's yeah. controlling her and all of this stuff on top of of not doing anything so we find all this abuse and control and all of these things about him that were like holy shit we didn't know all this was going on behind the scenes but it, I cannot get over the audacity. It's the audacity Michael has. That guy who looks like that, who behaves like that, who doesn't have a job, has the audacity to act like controlling over Amy? Like, where do you get off? What do you have in return for that? At least, you know, like, people in abusive or controlling relationships, so there's at least something, some redeeming factor about that person that you love right even if you shouldn't you know there's nothing redeeming about this guy how does he have the audacity to do this that's what I said that's a good no that's a good question and my question is a well two parts one a b one two um did production know and see the signs how much of it was hidden right and if they did know, did they edit the show in a way to fit the narrative of look at how supporting he is up until this point? You know, because we did see a good light of Michael. We had, we right. saw a good edit leading yeah. up until recently, right? Until after Glenn was born, I'd say. Yeah. So did they know or did they not know? How did they well, edit maybe it? Maybe he wasn't really like this until the kids were born or I don't, maybe I, it I, wasn't I, as noticeable before the kids were born. Or now that there's two kids here, maybe it's even worse. Like now that it's like maybe it's just gotten worse yeah maybe he felt like he was losing control because now there are two kids and a wife and and i don't want to say that with my comments about the audacity of him i don't want to make it sound like oh if he was better looking or had a job or whatever it would be okay to do what he's doing never okay it's never okay right um i don't want that I don't want to I don't want it to see Katrina supports a handsome abuser. I support abuse if you're okay, if you're okay looking. No, No, I do not support abuse in any shape or form. Um usually I'm just used to seeing it with the more guys who are more charming, more have more charisma, you know. I mean, we I don't think it got from where it was to where it is now just overnight i mean i think they've been together for a while and it was probably slow slow Mm -hmm. building a slow fire right when someone when someone has that kind of financial control and that kind of financial abuse it's a long time grooming to Mm -hmm. get that trust process such that it is that she would be in that position right like like you said it doesn't happen overnight and it's a grooming process and the victim doesn't i don't think realize that what is happening you know because these 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 perpetrators are so good at the way that they groom it and it is a long slow burn like you said it didn't get to this point where he's keeping her debit card away from her overnight it didn't mm-hmm. go from that it, it had to take a while to get there and that is a process of the perpetrator breaking down that person you know he's breaking her down even further and further breaking down her self esteem breaking down all of those things that abusers break down in order to gain the control that they need. You yeah, know? and he's lazy at the same time. So he's yeah. doing all that to control. And I like a part of me is like wondering, why does he want her to take the kids with her when she leaves the house? And I'm like, is it because A, he's worried that maybe she'll, you know, can't get into too much trouble, can't meet a guy with kids or can't, you know, cheat on him? Or B, he just wants the kids out of the house so he can play his video games I think, in, in silence. I think some of that. I think there's yeah. some of that because he talk, she talks about that. 
I mean, there's so many layers on this, right? Because it was the one scene where he's like, she's asking him permission. Can I go out with my sisters if I take both of the kids with me? Like, yeah. what the actual fuck is happening? Right. And he has to sit and think about it. Like, there's so many things wrong with that. I like, know. no, you should be able to leave both kids at home and go out with your sisters. Yes. Like that, you know what I mean? <laughs> Yes. And she wasn't even asking that. She was asking just to go out. And that's how you could see how controlling he is. Because it wasn't a situation of, like, him saying no to leaving the kids with him, which would still be abusive and still be asshole, but it would be a, a different level. Mm -hmm. It's a much more controlling, abusive situation when he doesn't even let her go out because it's a control. It's less about him not him wanting to be lazy and not take care of the kids which okay if you go out only if you take the kids with you that's yeah. what like would be but it's like she's begging to go out taking the kids like she has to offer to take him in order to beg to go out and he still says no like she doesn't she can't leave her own fucking house that's a different level of abuse on so many i know so many levels and you know what really disgusted me and not really getting off topic, but a little bit, I was reading some comments on Instagram when I saw like TLC posted, you know, the trailers for the episodes and whatnot. And unfortunately, I read a lot of women commenting, she should have known who she married and decided to have kids with. I saw a lot of this is her fault. Like she should have known yada, yada, yada. Like, um, and I want to make it very clear That's that it's victim blaming number one and also people change so mm -hmm. i'm not saying he was an abuser before but i'm saying you don't know somebody until you go through a major life event with them period whether it be a death a, a, a job yeah. loss i think that you don't know how life somebody's going to react behave life stressors are going to be triggers they're going to show you who you're married to right and having kids is the ultimate life-changing yeah. you know your whole life is flipped upside down that's yeah, it like maybe maybe if he was controlling and didn't like her going out without him before the kids maybe you could easily i mean in a situation like that i can see how you can easily push it off and blame it at, oh no like if there's no nothing controlling about it we just like spending all our time together and i think he did have a job before i think maybe the show everything you know the maybe, everything switched right maybe he changed yeah he yeah. absolutely and could have changed and gotten more, he, yeah. more abusive and controlling I mean, who knows I just, the start the and what kind of behavior it started with, but clearly now, I mean, the victim I'm sure blaming the, really got me. Experts on this field would, would tell you, I'm sure that this, like you said, it's not an overnight thing. Like this was a long, slow build to get to the point where he's controlling her in this way. Um, yeah. And she, thank God she had Amanda there because Amanda was able to like, cut through all the bullshit and just be yeah. like, look, Michael, you need to help her more. You're not helping her. And and right there, when they're talking about hiring a nanny, okay, she's talking about hiring a nanny when, when her husband doesn't work. <laughs> now, we could go and make parallels to sister wives all we want, but this situation is actually really sad, you know, because it's abusive and sad versus they're just assholes on <laughs> sister wives. Uh, you know what it I mean? Made, I'm like, I'm sitting here a single, a full-time single mom working four jobs now, almost, well, pretty much three and a half. Yeah. Doing everything I can. And there are married couples out there where their partner doesn't even work, doesn't even 
be a dad? Like, I'm like, what? Like, how? Yeah. And and Amanda was like, she shouldn't need a nanny. No. Go to therapy when she has a husband who doesn't work. No, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And you could see how lost Amy was sort of in that moment because and, and and when they show it like a little bit later when she's outside talking to Amanda and, and she's like, well, yeah, I mean, I could go with you, but then it's just going to cause a fight. You know, you could see how beaten down she is over mm-hmm. this. And Amanda's like, OK, so then come home with me. You know, and Amanda's able to cut through that bullshit, I think, was is really good because Amy is so far and so deep into it. And it had been such a long, slow build that I don't think she realizes how far deep she'd gotten at that yeah, point. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? Right. Like, uh, it, you shouldn't have to hire a nanny when your do-nothing husband could stay with the kids while you go to therapy. Like, that should be a basic tenant. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, yeah, so they're they're at the but house. She doesn't even think of that. She do, That doesn't even cross her mind that that is what the solution should be. And Amanda's able to sort of cut in there and be yeah. like, no, 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 no. You should help with your kids. And then when Amy is sitting there and they're trying to talk and Gage or Glenn, one of the two of them is running around screaming. Amy interrupts, is like, get your son. He's like, yeah. they're screaming at him. And he's just like, uh. Like, what? What? Huh? Looking like my dopey dog. I mean, that's an insult to my dopey <sighs> dog, but. <laughs> no, I get it. Totally. And then. So that was at Tammy, or I'm sorry, that was at Amy and Michael's house. Mm-hmm. Then we cut to the party at Tammy's house where we see the mom, the, Tammy and Aunt, all their moms, or their mom. Oh my God, I'm having any trouble today. It's been a long couple of days. <laughs> uh, all the siblings were there. They're throwing a party for like a welcome home, free Tammy party. And the mom i'm calling her the mom i don't remember her name don't care the mom the mom said that she told to her face uh both amy and uh tammy especially tammy that she thought she would chicken out of surgery that she couldn't do it and And they flash back to the first the first season right Mm -hmm. when they start talking about this and her going yeah yeah you ain't gonna succeed (laughs) yeah I remember that. I remember watching that going. Tammy's like, I just want my mom to feel proud of me. Like, Mm -hmm. she's just not a nice person. Mm -hmm. And then when she does finally say something, she says, I'm so proud that you made myself a liar. Like, no, you should be proud that your daughter was successful or is being, you know what I mean? Like, not the framing. It's how she framed it. Yeah. She framed it as a reflection on herself. Yes. versus a reflection on her daughter's accomplishment yeah absolutely right. 100%. way to prove me wrong no how yeah. about it's not way about to you successful? right <laughs> right way to lose some weight and start working on your health like yeah <laughs> but that's when when they and then yeah when they flash back to that scene in the first season with mom saying no y'all ain't gonna be successful yeah. it's like i remember watching that and going oh okay this makes sense of why they're like this this was who raised them okay yeah Tammy said they all have, all the kids have a love-hate relationship with their mom, and I can see why. I just have a hate-hate relationship. Me too. The Fraudcast will be right back. And now, back to the Fraudcast. Chris made uh, barbecue food, and he made it healthier by using less sugar, etc. Now, this game that Chris brought, I was dying laughing. Oh my god. In the trach on... 
Yes, pin the trach on Tammy. Whatever next party event that we have, where it's like you and me, and like when Danielle's in town, like we had a party for her 50th birthday, like the next party that we have with like everyone, Lauren and Michelle, everybody, we need to play this. Yes, and the the trachs look like penises, which made it even funnier. Hilarious. I was so bad at this game. I was like, this is hilarious. And then we see Amy and Tammy having their interview and the mics are hanging like, you know, up above their heads. And Amy pulls the mic co- cover off of one of them in the interview. And she's like, he gave his consent. He 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 didn't go soft. He liked it. And I was laughing so hard. I was like, oh, my oh God. God. <laughs> but yes, uh, their dynamic together was definitely missed. So so in between the, the anger and the fighting and the nastiness, we have these moments of of hilarious comedy um well amy says she feels like a single parent taking care of two boys it really sounds like she's taking care of three boys um her husband being one of them um and tammy's like amy's biggest problem is michael and that she's known for a while that there was something going on behind closed doors but she didn't know everything but Mm -hmm. she knew something was going on yeah yeah and that makes me that makes me um think that the maybe production didn't ignore it as much as they could have you know because like you said how much of this did production know and ignore you know not that they necessarily need are expected to step in but at the same time like if you're seen an abusive situation i feel like there should have been more responsibility but it is tlc so we know they're not at all responsible with their viewing choices no kind of stuff no they love to put abusers on tv without any kind of Mm -hmm anything because we know how many people on tlc's like what 90 day and all the other shows we know they're abusers and they're yeah and glorified and so it wouldn't surprise me if that happened here but it did make me think that like maybe he just came across as an asshole in certain situations versus the family knowing look there's something else happening here that we're not seeing but you can tell that it's reverberating out here in the real world so Hopefully that means that the production didn't just turn a blind eye to it. Yeah. Hoping that they just didn't know as much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Well, Amy said Michael's busy in the other room. So she invited her sisters. Oh, wait, we already did this. I'm just kidding. We we said things out of order. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It's all right. We're all over the place. We're just talking about. (laughs) But but we digress. But we digress. Yes. or I'm just reading it out of order. Okay. So, yes. So the fight about the Costco trip and the the debit card. So Amy starts crying again, saying she's trying to take care of two boys, the house and mom. And that's when Amanda was like, yeah, Michael needs to come in and let her take a bath by herself. Like, let her have a breather. Right. And Amanda calls Michael into the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And she said, Michael is not the sharpest tool in the shed. He's not the brightest crayon in the box. Um, So she's like, I hope he can rep- uh, press the record button. Oh, yeah, because so they were going to, like, put this video out about, hey, we need a nanny, like, which, this is their approach of, let's put out a video and ask for a nanny. I don't know exactly. Well, I don't know if, like, one of the, like, you know, the care.com or whatever, they may have, like, a thing oh. where you put up your own, I don't know, profile to find a nanny. Yeah. So, Amy is asking Michael, like, what do you want from the nanny? Like, what do you want? What is it that we're looking for? Right. Oh, somebody to watch our kids? No fucking shit, Sherlock. But what? No fucking <laughs> shit. Do you want like, somebody to come over and wake them up and feed them? Do like what is it that you need? Like, do they need to be taking like, a doctor's appointment? 
and she needs to forget they exist? Like, what is it? Well, it's the one thing that he's not doing. So that's what he's asking for. <laughs> watch the kids. Well, he's not doing that. Literally, literally watching the kids. He's right, watching he's the like, video game. Your child is right there. Pick up your damn child. <laughs> right. Oh, sugar again. Yeah. yeah. And so, okay, debit card. Yes. He's- so, um, Michael said, I will help. Oh, hope. Oh, hope. And so Amy goes, okay, so I'm allowed to go with my sisters if I bring the kids. And he said, no, I already had it planned that we were going to go to Sam's tonight. And, every, and Amanda and everyone's like, no, no, you didn't. So like, no, you we're didn't. going to like, Evanston or whatever, whatever city in city, maybe Indiana. I don't know. Yeah. Um, to, to go to Sam's club and pick up a few things. It's not like they're going out to a club. You know, right. well, they <laughs> are, but Sam's Club. Oh, yeah. It's the club, the club in your 30s, okay? 30s, 40s. That's the only you club you'll see me you at. do as a parent, right? Yeah. And, and Amanda says, you know, you need to start spending time apart so you can appreciate the time that you have together. She brought up her relationship with her ex, Jason, and how she said, she, right. She's like, and I don't want you guys to end up like us. Um, and so Amy then drops the bomb. That's when she drops the bomb that, hey, he has my bank cards. And so she's like, I just want to take the boys and walk away from everything. I'm really upset. And again, he's crying or she's crying again. Michael starts yelling and saying, I just want to take her shopping. And Amanda's like, give her her debit card right now. Then both Amanda and Amy are cornering Michael, yelling at him, saying, give us the debit card and then Amy's like, I'm taking one of the, or and then he goes, I'm taking one of the boys with me. And they're like, you're not taking one of the boys with you out of the house. They're trying to kick him out of the house to get him away or whatever. Yeah. And so Amy yells, I'm getting a fucking lawyer. I'm done. Tammy's just kind of chilling, looking a little nervous. She says she started to panic. That's when Tammy picks up the phone and decides to call the police mm-hmm. and then michael starts getting super aggressive telling amanda to put her hands on him i'm like okay so now you want amanda to get arrested for being the first person to touch you because that's obviously what you're yeah, trying to yeah. do yeah like exactly. yeah um and <laughs> tammy said it's not funny but tammy was like i didn't know coming home the world was gonna fall apart it's just like everything is breaking down but you can see everything all the repressed anger and just like frustration and sadness that amy's been holding on to finally coming out and she felt i feel like she did it because she felt supported right yeah everyone was was around like she had amanda's support right there and she like felt encouraged like oh wait maybe i can say something i can fight back right and the cameras were there so anything that was going to go down is going to be documented right if he was going to react in a way which maybe he wouldn't have because the cameras are there maybe right. he would have done worse whatever but right. everybody was there supporting her mm-hmm. and i was like you go girl but i felt it in my heart like yeah. i literally felt her pain i was so so like just watching them screaming at each other and then tammy tammy the calm one in the back calling the police being like yeah my you know sister's husband is what what were the words that she used um she said something about like I don't even know. He's out of line. He's out of line. Yeah. Like she didn't exaggerate what was happening and she didn't underplay it. She didn't, you know what I mean? She was just very cool, calm and collected about like, look, he's being out of line. Looks like things are good. He's yelling and screaming that like, looks like things might not get, (laughs) might not go well here, you know? Yeah. 
And I just love that. I love seeing her reactions and not being all like, oh my God, please get here. They're, they're beating me on each other. They're not beating on each other yet, hopefully. Right. You know, but I just love her reactions. We're just calm, cool, collected. Just like, hey, he's out of line and we need some help. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of the episode. So we get to see what happens next week. But we do see a preview of the next episode. Um, Caleb talking with Dr. Smith. We don't know what was said. It didn't look like a good conversation, really. Um, everyone wearing garbage bags to the gym. I guess they're trying to sweat out some pounds. Who knows? <laughs> I can't wait. And to then, yeah, the fight continuing at the house. So we we will figure out what when we find out the conclusion to the uh, to the so argument. This, this whole thing made me think, and you know, I'm talking to to my other girls about it. You know, and like how how Amy was feeling supported, obviously by Amanda there and having the support. If Amanda wasn't there, Amanda's like, you come stay with me, like, or whatever. Like she's giving her the support that she needs. She's got the car. She can help her. You know, she's got this, these sisters in this family. That's going to help her. They're going to rally around each other and they're going to help her, which I think is, is fantastic. And we know that Amy does leave. We know that they get divorced. We know she's in a supposedly a healthy, loving, I don't know anything about her new boyfriend, but she's not with Michael anymore. Right. So, and, and the pictures that she's posted with the new boyfriend are like, you know, he's like holding the kids and stuff, which is more than Michael's ever done. Yeah. So hopefully I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt that it's a nice, healthy, loving relationship. Like Christine's on, on sister wives. Um, if, if Amy didn't have the support of her sisters and her family, she wouldn't be able to leave. Think about how no. many women are in this situation. And I say women because it's primarily that, although there are, it's certainly the other way. And don't come, not all men, me or whatever. Um, yes, I know men are victims in this too, but we're talking about women primarily here. And they can't leave people. Why don't they just leave? Why don't they just leave? Right. Because they can't. She doesn't have access to her debit card. She can't, probably doesn't even have her own car keys. They have one car probably. Like there are a lot of things that he's done to to push her down and make it so feel like she can't leave. And even if she felt emotionally like she could, she may not physically have the resources to be able to do it if he's taking her debit card and things like that. Like if she doesn't have access to her own money, I mean, that's why they do it, right? Just to control and right. We don't know what threats are said behind closed doors. And they we don't know money so they can tr- control you. So um, emotional manipulation is huge too. So it's like, yeah, people want to sit there and say, well, if it was me, I wouldn't, you know, if it don't, you Why can't have that mentality. I wouldn't put up with that. Okay. She can't mm-hmm. even go to Sam's with the kids without her. Cause she doesn't have her debit card. Right. Like, what do you think is going to happen? Like, how is she going to do it? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, so or how many times people there's so many times when women or people call the police to get help and they're not they're not helped. I'm not, I'm not saying anything negatively about police, but yeah. I'm saying like maybe there's you a know, lot of reasons. A lot of reasons. They you know, somebody else calls the cops and then they don't press the charges because you know they're terrified. You know, how many times does a woman leave an abusive situation before she actually leaves? Was like seven or something? Yeah. But then also they're the most likely to kill her as well. So right. not, there's a, there's this balance. Okay. Do I stay here and get beat up and whatever, all the abuse that's happened, whatever kinds of abuse is happening. And do I stay here and put up with it? Or do I risk myself and my kids getting killed? Because we see that happen all the time. There's there's reason why there's so much true crime on that, you know, because 
these men can't get rejected and they get rejected and they go kill these women. Yeah. So it's not so simple. Sickening. No. So anyway, we're glad that Amy has gotten out of it. Apparently, Yes. Looks like we, it. And it was a shock to all of us, I think. And was it you that mentioned in the past that Michael had a history or was I talking to somebody else? Like a, an arrest record or something. I, I, we got to look that up. Arrest record in his past, but you're just, you're triggering a memory for me from a couple seasons ago. Yeah. And I feel like you said it and I feel maybe I'm, and I could be making that up, um, but I feel like there was something. So we'll have to look into that because. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I feel like there was. Yeah. There's more to Michael than we knew. Put it that way. Um. Anyway. So, yeah. So that's where we're at. Um, let's see next week and see what happens. Um, I'm very excited for the rest of the season as these people continue to grow and shrink at the same time. <laughs> see what I did there. Hey, fraudcasters. You know, I used to find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. They were the first thing to take off when I got home. But Skims has changed all that. You guys know I love my Skims Fits Everybody t-shirt bras. I own them in just about every shade now. I wear them every single day when I leave the house. And they are completely worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give. But what I was not expecting from them was how comfortable they are. Even the underwire bras that I wear all day, I barely even notice. Definitely not the first thing I take off when I come home anymore. Y'all, I'm a 36 double D and I've had a reduction and I've gone up and down and lost weight and gained weight and all the things. And the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, I swear, fits me the best. I finally found a t-shirt bra that I can wear, but not only that, it is the best bra that I own. It holds the girls in so well. And let me just say, Hetero Life Mate really appreciates these bras too. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes from a 30A to a 46H. Plus, get free shipping on orders over $75. And if you haven't yet, please be sure to let them know that we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show, The Fraudcast, in the drop-down menu that follows.